welcome to another episode of Top Shelf Nerds, brought to you by Nerds Amalgamated, an affiliate of TNC Productions. And starting off this week, um, Professor, you were saying about a machine that's going to help clean up um, garbage and plastic in the oceans. Yeah, a, a Dutch guy, I think he was Dutch, has, a teenager actually, has put together a design for a plastic collection device to put out in the Pacific Ocean to clean up the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, mm-hmm. which is an area uh, the size of Texas, consisting of tons and tons of plastic fragments. Mm-hmm. It's uh, sort of surprising to me that nobody's done it before because the the design he's built, and they are putting it out there now, is um, it seems pretty simple, just a, a net, basically. So okay. I don't know why it wasn't developed before, but he... Um, he reckons it will clean up uh, 50% of the the garbage patch within uh, five years, correctly. Okay. Um, why hasn't Greenpeace funded something like this? I've got all those people that are apparently so smart. Yeah, instead of uh, scuttling their, their ship, Sea Shepherd should have been donating money to this. Hmm. Apart, uh, from what I've gathered, apparently he's de- he developed this idea when he was 16 years old uh, in 2011. Wow, that's that's a, that's incredible. From they developed this idea years afterwards. Yeah. Well, it's uh, not really years afterwards. It's taken a bit of time to develop and test it and get funding to produce. Uh, it's a bloody great net. They needed a lot of funding to put together the money to build it and use it without causing more problems. Mm-hmm. How I'm just looking it? here. Apparently, it was something. He was. What's his name? Um, Boyan Slot. Slot. S L A T. Yeah. Um, apparently, he came up with the idea when he was an 18 year old aerospace engineering student. So he's a pretty smart guy. Yeah. Yes. Um, and looking in the article here, one of the best things is okay, we can't clean it up. The best thing we can do is not make it worse. And he found that to be very, an un, a very uninspiring message. So yeah. it's, um, we've always been told. We can't fix it, but he's gone out there and said, have we really thought about doing the stupid, simple stuff and actually building a net to clean it up? And turns out that if anyone did, no one's done it, so he's now the first one to do it. Well, they've got plenty of nets, like, like they use like the long net fishing for trawling and all that. Yeah, the article says that's part of the problem because people will drop their nets when they get holes in them. Yeah. But what I'm thinking is, like, they've got all those big long nets that they they use for fishing, and the commercial trawlers that drag in tons and tons of fish. How about using one of those oh, to yeah. just drag in most of it and fill, bring up most of the garbage, and then just transfer that into somewhere else? That seems to be the basis behind the design. Instead then, of a- actively towing it, it's just going to drift on the ocean currents, mm-hmm. uh, presumably at a different speed to the uh, the rest of the plastic okay now well, they need to actually every month they'll send out a boat to pick it up okay but um yeah now what i was thinking is they could do that and then there was another guy who had something where he was actually recycling the plastic we i think we discussed it previously where he was extracting the oil and the other products out of the plastic for making bitumen or whatever so yeah it would be pretty funny though if they ended up building a uh a barge that has a giant 3D printer on it, and then scooping up the plastic from this, melting it down and 3D printing it back into another net to a uh, garbage collector. Well, you know, it'd be pretty logical, actually, because there's guys out there that are taking plastic and they're putting it through garden shredders 
and using it for 3D printers. They could make useful things out of it. Um, But you were saying when we were talking about this the other day, when you mentioned it to us, you said something about there's the um, tree walls or something? The Indian-Pakistan tree war. Basically, instead of actually going to war and killing people, India and Pakistan have these little uh, competitions to plant the most trees. So one year, one of them will do it and plant. Like the first year, uh, off the top of my head, it was Pakistan with about 500,000 trees. And then the next year, it was India with 800,000. And then Pakistan beat them out again. And then India went and planted 8 million trees, 50 million trees, and just bigger and bigger. Okay. I'm actually looking at an article, an article here, and it's um, India plants 50 million trees in one day, smashing the record. <laughs> and they that? planted on border regions as well. And the previous record was a mere 847,275 trees, set by Pakistan in 2013. So, once again, India and Pakistan are making everyone else, like everyone picks on these guys and calls them silly and all this. They're actually much more forward-thinking than most of us. Like they're I actually doing that... something useful. You, you know what strikes me though, like when you look at our, when you look at countries like America and Australia and stuff, they also like, oh, we have to take care of the environment. We have to plant more trees. We have to pick up garbage, and nobody really gives a responsibility. But when you look at India and stuff, they're taking so much. They're putting environment as part of their like agenda. Like the most important thing to take care of is the environment, the first thing. Yeah. Well, they got. Well, that's like, like what we're saying. Like that we mentioned the other week, they've got the um, renewable energies as part of the national infrastructure as part is by law. Um, actually, I don't think you were here, Professor. They've got. Um, we're discussing it one, one of the weeks where you're away. Um, in in India, they got by law that all the energy supplying companies have to uh, invest into renewable energy schemes. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're actually actively involved in developing um, solar power, wind power, and hydropower in manners that yeah. doesn't require other, like, like it's not doing it by thermal electric with some of the other like hydroelectric schemes. Yeah. Interesting. I, um, I feel like the, they're so... Uh progressive uh, environmentally because they have to live with the pollution. We've shipped so much of our manufacturing overseas to India and Bangladesh and China that now the, uh, the pollution there gets so bad that they have to do something about it. We don't see the effects of it as clearly here. Yeah, well, um, there's also the fact that um, around Delhi, they've banned all around that entire region. They banned plastic. Yeah, they also banned. They also done um rules on which on how many on what days can you use the car because of high smog levels in um Delhi as well. Yeah, but but the simple fact that they're banning plastic in not just the city of Delhi but the area surrounding it, so that you're not allowed to use plastic bags or whatever. You got to come up with other means of doing stuff. Yeah. So that's that's a massive thing. Like when you consider the size of Delhi and the area that it's affecting, that's. That's a huge step. So an absolute, complete ban of everything in plastic, is it? Um, it's plastic bags. I can't remember all the details. I'll have to Google it for you. But, um, yeah, uh, it, I saw a couple. So I can't remember when it was. Um, but, yeah, they um, banned plastic like plastic bags 
all, all forms of disposable plastic in the capital. So no Tupperware, no plastic bag. Well, Tupperware is not disposable. Tupperware you keep. Oh yeah. Yeah. But the like the um, takeaway containers so, you get. Yeah, single use plastic. Um, are banned. Um, plastic, That's a disposable a plastic. Um, I just sent you guys through a link there. Um, cutlery bags, cups, other forms of single use plastic are prohibited by the National Green Tribunal. That is a great first step to dealing with plastic. There's also a brewery in Europe that, you know, like they have the six pack of beers where they've got the plastic rings. Uh, Yeah, I think I heard about them. They made uh, edible plastic rings. Yeah, well, I'm not sure if it, I don't think it's plastic, but they're made. Those that are now actually designed that they're actually biodegradable and food for fish or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do hope that this isn't going to be one of those situations where we think we've found the solution and it turns out to be even worse, but it is a great development. Well, here's a, well, here's an interesting thought for you. I think um, I was reading an article a couple of days ago where um, a ten-year-old girl has um, developed a move where all store all stores in um, the coastal regions of Australia are banning plastic straws. And as a result of that, disabilities groups are saying, "Hey, what the hell, man? We needed straws to drink." So I don't know. Well, you got you got to be flexible. Like, you got to consider like the safety of other people and all that like whether they need things but um yeah. apparently i saw something apparently you think even brisbane is apparently looking at banning plastic bags yeah, yeah the, uh... Uh, a while back i don't know where that went actually um the local uh one of the local shops has a sign or had a sign behind the checkout saying in preparation for the plastic ban uh the plastic bag ban we will not be providing bags etc cetera, etc cetera. so i um um, oh, yeah, I miss- wonder if uh, that was a response to an actual law or if they just did it because it was a threat. No, no. Um, just had a quick look here. Queensland's plastic bag ban will begin on the 1st of July 2018 and applies to in-store and online sales. From this date, retailers are no longer allowed to supply shoppers with single-use lightweight plastic bags under 35 microns. For free or at a charge. Oh, I hate those bags because I admit they're better for the environment, but they don't hold anything. Yeah. Uh, by the way, guys, um, here's that link on you about the banning of plastic. Okay. Yeah, my sister has uh, cerebral palsy, and when she was younger, she couldn't use um, regular straws, and she had trouble holding a, a cup steady enough to drink. So what we did was carry around uh, a straw from a... Uh, you know your uh, pearl tea that you get at the Japanese shops? Yep, yep. We got a straw from one of them that's big enough for the, the pearls, and that worked really well for her, so we just carried that around um, sandbag. Yeah. Um, I know um, a few people that actually do that for basically the same reason. So, yeah, like there's, there's as I said, there's got to be some understanding and leeway in these, these bands. Like banning plastic bags, okay, cool, not a problem. I'm all for that. Um, I've been saying a few years that why did they ever get rid of the old paper bags that they used to have? They were better for the environment. Um, I think it was just more of the whole, um, it breaks too easily. That was the whole argument. <laughs> no, that was only if they had cheap, pa- cheap paper bags and you bagged it wrong. Yeah, the um, I've got plastic, well, paper bags from Kathmandu that 
had held together for weeks carrying stuff around. I used one as my board games bag for a while. Nice. Yeah, I've got. I, I I remember going to the shops with my mum when I was a kid, and they still use paper bags then. And we used to carry the shopping out in paper bags. And you used to be able to get more into one paper bag than you could into the plastic bags. And they also used to have the um, cardboard boxes that you that they'd emptied the stuff out of would be in a box bin at the front, so you could oh, yeah. do your shopping and put it put it into the cardboard box to carry out to the car in. Yeah, Bunnings is really good about that, and Audi doesn't so much uh, encourage it as let it slide. Yeah, like these, like people used to do that, and then you'd have your compost heap and your vegetable scraps and all that would go into that to go into the bin. Yep. Well, like the compost bin and call compost heap and break down to be used for potting mix or whatever. Now we've got re- recycling bins and we've got green waste bins in Queensland. But no one's, no, none of the supermarkets are bringing back paper bags. Speaking of recycle bins, I don't know whether you guys heard about that. Um, some some place um, around Australia, they're banning, um, they're not going to do re- recycle bins anymore. I haven't heard about that in Australia, but it's uh, been part of debate in a lot of places. And the reason for that is that a lot of the time, uh, like especially um, in Australia, they... The companies aren't actually recycling. They ship it overseas or put it in a dump because it isn't profitable for them. Mm, There was a a great show on ABC, uh, The War on Waste, and Mm -hmm. the host of that put some GPS devices in plastic recycling bins and tracked them going to someplace in China. And another set went to a, a dump site like Landfill. Okay. Well, that's just disgusting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like there's there is stuff where they can be recycling it and using it for stuff. Um. But we. Yeah. I think we might need to move along. When we otherwise we'd be here for the next year talking about this. Like there's it's always a passionate topic. Well, I don't have any plans. So. Um. I'm sure you do, Bucky. Um. But and we don't want to be here and miss uh, the DJ's date. Wow. <laughs> What, what what date? What's this date I, I hear about? Well, we're working for um, Valentine's Day if anyone wants you. <laughs> but moving along, though, um, yep. DJ, you oh, were yes. saying that apparently the Switch is now hackable more than it yes. was before? Uh, so, uh, the Nintendo Switch has been hacked by um, two hackers, Fail Overflow and, um, and Kate. That's a, such a great name, Fail Overflow. <laughs> and Sounds like someone um, had a really bad night after the pub and having a bad curry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and uh, Kate Temek. So they basically, uh, what they did was they. This is a hard. This was a hardware, a hardware hack, and um, this will forward for the. The only way forward for the pl- securing the console to be revised blah, 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 with the processor. In short term, the code is possible and a full touch version, but. Basically, it's now you can now hack it. People can now hack into the uh, Nintendo Switch, and there's no patch for it. Um, yeah, I want like you, you mentioned to this to me the other day, and when we we're discussing about the topics, and mate, it's wireless technology. As soon as it's wireless, it's hackable. Like, this reason why you have to turn the Bluetooth off on your phone when you're not using it, and it's recommended you turn off the Wi Fi and so forth if you're not actually making use of it. It creates yes. a port that's open to exploitation. Yeah, the, like any any hacker out there that's got 
two or three spare brain cells, he's able to hack it. The Switch does have a lot of uh, a lot of openings. It's got the USB-C communication, uh, the Joy-Con connection, which uh, is Bluetooth, I believe, and the mm-hmm. Wi-Fi and the uh, the cartridges. So it's all exploitable. As soon as it's a non-physical contact, it's an exploitable port of connection for yeah. a hacker. Uh, and here's the thing so you can't fix it this this hack you can't fix it be aiming at the processor wow that's the they, they're saying it's not fixable but yeah there probably are ways that it can be done it's just just it's not worth well, the money of it at all one of the uh one of the discussions i had to look at on reddit regarding it suggested that they could discourage people by adding uh well restricting people who have detected to have hacked their switch hmm well, the other thing they could do is just make it so that the actual processing control systems in the actual software, as soon as it actually gets hacked, it just makes it so that the whole thing just becomes nothing other than a paperweight. Or well, that would be. Um, well, there was someone who actually there was actually a company that did just that years ago with some of their technology, and yeah, it kind of like it it actually worked because. Whenever it happened, a signal was actually sent back to the parent company that 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 what was happening, and so they were actually tracking where the hacks were happening and actually identified the people who were involved. And yeah, they actually had them prosecuted. And yeah, wow. But but don't they? The Electronic Freedom Foundation would not like that. Um, Well, the fact of the matter is, is these guys were doing malicious hacking, and so. Like anyone who had that happen could submit the hack device back to the company who would replace it. And that enabled the company to then have further evidence of who it was. And it was all oh, yeah. in conjunction with government authorities and so forth. So it was, a, it was an active pursuing of people who were doing hacking. It was involved with identity. Identif- Pardon me while I change my speech pattern here. It was all involved with identity theft and fraud and stuff like that. So, yeah, the, comp- the company said, okay, well, there's the issue here it needs to be dealt with. And they just went, okay, we're going to make sure we do it properly and we're going to hurt the people that are involved and make sure they face charges. And they wore the entire cost and made sure that they ended up in jail. You know this. Um, this reminds me of the um, PS the PlayStation Network happened in 2011, and I. Uh, is he going mm. a robot-y to you? Yeah, he needs to, and it's nothing like the PlayStation hack. That was actually a hardline hack over the internet. It wasn't yeah. a a wife. It wasn't a Wi-Fi hack. This and was it was a, a hack of the yeah. network servers, not the console. I know, but some of the the consoles were attacked. Remember Lizard Squad? The list um, the when they took when they disrupted a lot of people's um, PSN accounts and people's consoles couldn't be played. Yeah, but that was actually a server hack rather than a console hack. Nah. That so like if you want to start discussing that, there was also Vodafone was hacked back two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, because they they had shared passwords between numerous people and there was half a million users account details were were stolen and Vodafone faced massive prosecution that was just in Australia alone so if you want to start talking about that that's a whole different stream of hacking but yeah I have to say thank you for bringing this one to us just purely and utterly for the the name of fail overflow (laughs) I hope you managed to clean up that mess I'm really excited for it because the uh 
I want to see the homebrew scene on Switch. It's already fairly easy to do homebrew on Switch. You uh, can compile Unity games to Switch. But okay. I'm excited to see where people can go now that they have full access to the, the firmware uh-huh. and the hardware. Yeah, like, if people are doing stuff like that, that's great. Like, I, I've got nothing against that. It's just where people get surprised, like, oh, apparently my wireless activity is being hacked. I just find that they're just, yeah, I just make fun of people saying that sort of stuff. Sorry. Fair enough. But I always make fun of stupid people. <laughs> hey, that's a given. Um... But here's something that'll make make people's day and probably even upset some. A T and T is launching a fifteen dollar streaming subscription. Another um, one. <laughs> apparently, it's going to be called the Skinny Bundle. Oh. <laughs> I'm guessing from that it means there's not not going to be any cooking shows. Probably yes, it means there's not going to be anything on it. Um, I not yeah. Looking at the article here, one of the things that I find interesting is the fact that apparently um, A T and T are doing this while they're facing um, an antitrust trial in America at the same time. So, you yeah. Reckon this, you reckon this is like a doubling down, or not down, more like a, oh, we're going to cut the safe face. No, I think they're just trying to get in the, uh, the, the streaming market. Yeah. Because everyone's uh, looked at that and said, this is making millions of dollars for Netflix, let's do it. And that's how we got Hulu and HP. HBO, do they have their own one? Uh, no, Disney I think they just surprised other people. I think Disney's got one. With, no, um, no, Disney supplies to others as well. They're a studio. Yeah, they were um, talking about coming off their own. But AT and T, like part of their court case is apparently they bought Time Warner. So apparently that's upsetting someone somewhere. I so, don't know who that could be. Uh, I don't know. Sounded at all mildly upset at that. Um, what, yeah, what? I'm not sure of all the details here. It hasn't got too much of the details listed. But yeah, this if we wanted to go and dig into it there's lots of stuff there so if anyone is bored with the lack of content on their their streaming there's another one yet another password another catalog to memorize (laughs) so you want to find the show you have to search another channel you have netflix stan hulu and skinny bundle oh no that's the the show's called at&t watch that's the deal Ah, okay Ah, skinny bundle. Is that including internet or something? Uh, it's saying it does not include sports. One of the cheapest available for life. So no sports. And... Ah, well. Okay. Although, do you reckon it's true? Do you reckon AT and T going to this? It's kind of like oh, it's too late. Everyone's now everyone's now saturated. With... Yes, but I think if they get the right content, they will be able to catch up. Yeah. yeah like there's there's no like there's no reason to be upset about coming into the market late it just means everyone else has already done all the groundwork of establishing the marketplace you just come in with great products you then manage to make a huge score yeah, yeah netflix has the uh, the brand recognition but without the originals that would be nothing if netflix lost all of their non-original stuff tomorrow then people would still watch the originals but if netflix didn't have originals and they lost all their stuff tomorrow they'd shut down right away mm-hmm. it's like um Ride sharing. There's lots of ride sharing opportun- options out there now, and Uber paved the way for yeah. all legal battles. And everyone else is now going, "Hey, you know what? Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, you've done all the hard work. Let's cash in now." So, yeah. Yeah, this will be this will be interesting. Um, uh, you were mentioning something about Campo Santo, um, Professor. Yep. Uh, right. The next story is that Valve has acquired Campo Santo who are okay. the developers of the story game Firewatch. 
Okay. Well, it's narrative heavy. It's uh, it's not a walking simulator like everybody's gone to the rapture, but okay. and it's more interactive than a um than say a way out for a recent one or a uh, or Fahrenheit or uh, what was that other game by that guy, da- David Cage? Um, doesn't ring a bell at the top off the top of my head. Sorry. Um, the one that everyone's like, Jason, Jason. Oh, um, I know what you're talking Friday about. Heavy rain. Heavy yeah, Heavy so rain. it's more interactive than that. Or uh, actually, for more modern examples, The Way Out or that one about the Wendigos, uh, Until Dawn. Okay. But um, they, so their big focus has been on single player narrative games. And so far, they've only released one game, but they're working on others. And Valve acquired them the other. I'm hopeful means that since Valve lost most of their core team from the Half Life days in the last couple of years, I'm hoping they're trying to build up their game development side again okay that'd be good that'd be that's a good i think i think that's a good acquisition like like you said the firewatch game was very nice i haven't played but i've seen the playthroughs and it looked very nice the graphics and the yeah it's a uh, stylized but it's a, a good style i i think they will do i think they will do well provided if valve doesn't screw around like every other Valve game. won't screw around with them that's not the valve way hey um were these the guys that did Portal or Portal 2? Uh, yeah. No, those guys were picked up by Valve years ago. They oh, okay. were came from, uh, from DigiPen. Okay. And they, they made a, basically a prototype for Portal, which they showed off as their, uh, their sort of final year project for their degree. And Valve saw that and picked them up because it was so impressive. Okay. Not they're, the gu- they're the guys behind Half-Life. Mm. Yeah, oh. I don't know who wouldn't know that. No. I'm I'm always happy when people are supporting. Yeah, new it's ideas. The and... way pick up indie devs and give them triple A money. Yeah, and triple A guidance. Yeah, Look, it's kind of like the 3M approach, but taken into software. Um, yeah, I like that idea. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are aware of it, but um, yeah, 3M. You know, like the guys who do Scotch tape, they have an attitude of if you have an idea that they can develop and produce into a commercial entity. They actually set up its own subsidiary company as part of as a 3M label, and you are put on the board of directors of that company, and you own a share of that for the rest, like for eternity, or until you sell it. And that's cool. So, Post-it notes, both which, which started out as a 3M product, um, guy would just got tired of his um, bookmark falling out of his book, and that was how the Post-it note developed. And so he was doing that and people started stealing them to use the post notes. And so, yeah, he ended up being on the board of directors for his own subsidiary company with post-it notes. And look how big that's exploded. That's <laughs> very cool. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's a company that, similar to that, where you have a good idea. It's like, hey, you know what? We have all the infrastructure. What you've got is a great idea. We're not going to take it all from you. We'll... We will license it and produce it with you, and blah blah blah, and you you will become rich. This is similar to like what you get what you see in Kickstarter and all the, all the other. Uh, no, it's no, more no. like uh, Shark Tank. Oh, oh that. But this is where, uh, but this is beyond Shark Tank. This is they say like if you've got the like if you've got an idea that's only just in the small kernel, like if you have an invention that's useful and can become something, they have an entire team of people that will help take it to the next level. So, yeah, hence, like the post-it note, as I said, the guy was just, he came up with a special little glue 
for putting it on paper cool. for making a bookmark. And a hundred generations from now, his family's still going to be living on the the subsidies of that. So oh, that 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 man. One is a... day we will all live under the uh, the post that node empire. <laughs> Mate, I wouldn't. I wouldn't laugh about it. It could be a possibility. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, would would you not back the opportunity to marry the billionaire heiress? <laughs> obviously, not a Paris Hilton because she's not making sex tapes. <laughs> well, speaking of heiresses, this is an interesting fact for you. You remember, um, oh, is it John Kennedy? Not John. Not John. I don't um, know. You're the one telling the story. There was some famous senator that that um. Really. Uh, um, one of the famous senators, actually, his wife is no. the heiress. <laughs> his wife is the heiress to the Heinz Kitchen uh, Sources Empire. Okay. John Kerry, that's his name. John Kerry. Oh, oh that guy. Yeah, his um. Who I only know by name. Isn't he the? Isn't he the chin? John Kerry hasn't his, hasn't he got a chin that goes for days? Oh yeah, I think it does. Like, he does. <laughs> if I, if I'm remembering the right person, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have to Google. It folks but if he's who i'm thinking he is um they they should actually name an aircraft carrier after him because yeah his chin is big enough to land a couple of jets yeah that's him that's the um foreign affairs minister or whatever or secretary of state oh i see so he's the guy that they make fun of because yeah, he's got the most vacant expression but he's worth a ton yeah you, uh, you kind of have to be to be in the in that sort of industry yeah well but yeah, no. Um, apparently, he he's got military service, and he did. Apparently, he was involved in the presidential campaign and all that back in two thousand and four. I'm just amazed at the hairstyle. Like it looks like you know, you see those the Lego Lego figures. They got the hair that pops on and off. <laughs> yeah, it looks like that, and his head's about the same shape. So, and then he's just got this huge chin. Like, he might be a really yeah. nice guy. Like I, I, I'm I'm not meaning to be insulting and pick on him. It's just like the, the chin is big enough. Like literally you can land a jumbo jet on there and still have room for it to turn around and take <laughs> Oh, that is nasty. <laughs> not being nasty. Have a very long face. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not, as I said, I'm not meant to be nasty. Like, that's, that's a chin to be proud of. Like, he, he, he goes into a fight leading with his chin. It pushes the person back. And he's, uh, he's in the Navy. Is it the Navy, is it? Yep. Yep. Okay. Looking at this, okay. he's uh, was awarded a silver star and a bronze star. Okay. I was thinking, was this the guy who got um who got captured and sent to a prisoner of war camp? But that was someone else. He was born in a um army medical center. So yeah, and that's one thing I've I've found out about him in Colorado. <laughs> Here we go. For uh, his bronze star, this is an interesting story. He was traveling in a swift boat uh, to transport. Tri- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today from a garrison to a, a raid and it says earlier in the day Kerry received a slight shrapnel wound in the buttocks from blowing up a rice bunker <laughs> uh-huh. I just hey, the Forrest Gump scene I was just, just going to say hey, this guy's in Forrest Gump is he? 
Yeah. It's bit me in the bar talks. <laughs> but, but the government must have kept that money because I never saw a cent of that. Stupid it does. <laughs> we say that to you on a daily basis. <laughs> uh, by the way, the um, his wife, Teresa Hines, she is the chair of Hines Endowment and Hines Family for Mm-hmm. So she's the heiress to the Hind Empire. God, that's okay. he's worth a billion dollars. That was from two thousand. Only a billion dollars. Oh. But I thought Hines would have been worth a lot more than that. Putting a lot of money into the um, thing. Uh, since a moment ago we were talking about post-it notes, I happened to look up the f- uh, guy who invented post-it notes, and that is apparently Alan Amaron, who has been verified by a former 3M employee, and uh, he. Um, he sued 3M in 1997 because they were saying that one of their guys invented it and he claimed to have invented it first. And okay. was uh, he was paid out, but then in 2016 he tried to sue them for another $400 million, but was uh, rejected because he'd agreed not to sue them again after the first attempt. Okay. I, so, I just remember hearing the story years ago that, yeah, that was how 3M approached things and that was the story behind it. So, yeah. yeah. $400 million is a, uh, if that's what he thought he could get for being the inventor, that's a pretty decent payout. Yeah. What was, what was the initial payout? Uh, it doesn't seem to say in this, uh, just the Wikipedia article. Yeah. Okay. Because if you, if you was going for another $400 million, if you got that sort of money for the first one, then... Why would you yeah. be going back and doing it again? Like you got four hundred million dollars, you don't need to work for the next couple oh, of lifetimes. Like you can invest that poorly, but still make enough money that you're going to be moving forward for the next five Hopefully. or six generations. You'd uh, yeah, you want to not screw that up. Yeah, you wouldn't put it all on, let it all ride on black or something like that at the casino. <laughs> but um, yeah, this this week in tech, twenty years ago, I was um, looking through some bits and pieces and just feeling nostalgic and i was tired of people posting up things about um yeah like when i was a, when i was a kid a mouse was a road and you had to catch in a track and stuff like that and started thinking about some of the different bits and pieces from when i over the years um, that'll be you in a few years bucky what do you mean a few years i do it i already do it already but seriously Fair someone enough. was complaining the other day but oh do you do you remember the days when you were young and they had windows 98 came out Oh. And I was just going, um, do you remember the days of when DOS 3.11 came out and everyone was amazed because it was so outstanding? <laughs> and people were like, what's DOS? Like, yep. The, uh, the, I, I like how the kids, when they look at the floppy disk and they say, is that the save icon? Oh, the save icon. Yeah. Oh, oh. I, I was talking to someone about floppy disks and... They said, oh, yeah, and you had the five and a half inch. No, no, it was a five and a quarter, a three and a half. We, we, we used to think we were special when we had a three and a half inch with 1.44 megabytes. Oh, don't you just, and then um, the nostalgia get, the, the people, when you tell them about nostalgic stuff, people go like, huh? Was this, was this before I was born? Well, probably for most people. Yeah. Um, like there's, looking through this list here of different things, and it's, um, it's got um, Bill Gates when he was, they're doing the big release for Windows 98, oh, and yeah. they got the big, the big show and tell and everything, and it came up with the infamous blue screen of death. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill, of, uh... Bill Gates, the legend that he is, turned around and said that that must be why we're not shipping Windows 98 yet. <laughs> like honestly, like, 
you got to love the fact that the guy just goes, oh, okay, well, that's the reason why we're not doing that yet. Obviously telling someone, yeah, cancel all those orders going out. Reminds me of that uh, Apple presentation last year where they, was it last year or the year before, where they were showing off the facial recognition, but mm-hmm. they forgot that the first time you uh, unlock it after you turn it on, you need to use your passcode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's not forget the previous um, iPhone um, presentation a couple of years back when they had the grip of death. Where um the where he tried to put the um where I think it was Steve Jobs' last one where he tried to um use the iPhone and the internet connection didn't work on the iPhone. <laughs> uh, antenna gate. Yeah, well, I think that's the one. Twenty twenty years ago, you've also got um Pepsi off Pepsi Japan offered drinkers the opportunity to go to space, but due to legal reasons, you had to pay fifteen percent of the hundred thousand dollars space flight cost. <laughs> Yeah, uh, seriously. My mum was in a, a Pepsi commercial once. You, you I, I love some of those Pepsi commercials back in the day. Oh, I, I still I still cannot forget the Michael Jackson one. The Michael Jackson and the Pepsi commercial. That was best. Pepsi who had the ad uh I think it was last year where they had like the riot and then um Kim the Kardashian. Kardashian. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it wasn't yeah. Kim, it was the uh, the trans one. What's what's her name? No, it was Kim. Caitlin? Yeah, okay. I thought it was uh yeah, Caitlin. Caitlin Jenner. Yeah, I think that's her name. No, uh, uh, she walks out and gives them a, gives them some Pepsis, and they're all like, "Hey, let's not have a fight. Let's drink Pepsi together." <laughs> and uh, everyone got pissed off because it's all like Pepsi can solve poverty and Pepsi can yeah, solve racism and police brutality. <laughs> and yeah, it was Kendall Whoa. Jenner, guys. It was Kendall. Kendall, Jenner. that's it. That was Kendall, and yeah, right. black, I think Black Lives Matter people were just mad <laughs> afterwards. They're like, "Oh, so." But um, actually, talking about the um family of retarded people um <laughs> did you hear that apparently um kanye west is getting into a lot of trouble because he's supporting donald trump's post oh yeah. i love the uh, the meme format that's come out of that <laughs> where you uh, you photoshop in anything into kanye's tweet and then have trump just responding very cool <laughs> <laughs> well apparently um was it john legend apparently sent him a twitter message saying well you're you're betraying all your fans and apparently Kanye West just responded yeah quit trying to insult everyone else's intelligence <laughs> trying to embarrass people and then Kim came <laughs> in and then Kim comes in and goes uh so what my husband's a free thinker let him think what he wants okay I think that was the message um, maybe I'd be a bit scared like I mean like kids are Kanye West and Kim Kardashian coming to support you you're in trouble what are their, their kids names again like Northwest and what's the North other West. one I don't know Actually, can you guys excuse me for a minute? I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was that was funny with all the Kanye. Yeah, it's uh, been a funny week for that. It's uh, definitely been interesting seeing some of the things that have come out about, uh, especially the memes. Wasn't Ooh. he also trying to? Wasn't he also trying try to come from? Wasn't he trying to be? Uh, wasn't he was the president in twenty twenty or something like that? Uh, yeah, he was talking about going for president. Lots of people have said that. Mark Zuckerberg has too. Twenty twenty is going to be a fun year. Oh, tw- uh, who who is it? Mark Zuckerberg, Kanye West. I think Ron Perlman wants to be in it as well. <laughs> Seriously? So, oh, so- Donald Trump said that he plans to go again if he doesn't get impeached. Oh, he I- actually said today, uh, if the Democrats win the midterms, I'll get impeached. It's like, <laughs> well, you're not uh, showing any fear there. <laughs> well, what's the other one? But then, but um. Who else is there? The Rock is the Rock wanted to go in as well. Oh yeah, The Rock. <laughs> but I think that was a that, that was a 
moved, that went nowhere. Yeah, uh, still, uh, still a couple of years. I wonder who. I, I, I wonder who else. Who else wants? Who else should we bring in? President? Should we bring? Ar- imagine Arnie coming in and say, "I want to be president." He is. Uh, he could. He could do it. He's actually the only one out of them who's got any sort of political background. He was a pretty decent governor, from what I know. Actually, he um, was actually considering a run for the presidency at one point. You were? Was, uh, well, no, oh. Arnie. Oh, fine. They wouldn't let mm-hmm. Bucky be in the be a president. Could you imagine me as the president of the United States? <laughs> oh, my, I first, could... my first act would be bomb the hill. <laughs> Which hill? The one with all the politicians. Ah, oh, uh, Capitol uh, Hill. Capitol Hill. <laughs> yeah. Make the world a better place. Um, but yeah, sorry about that, faces. Had to go take care of something. Um, now. We got some shout-outs this week. Yeah, yeah, we do have indeed. Uh... Um, Professor, you had one. Yep. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Campbell? Campbell, who is uh, Ash from the Evil Dead series, has officially retired forever from playing Ash. Okay. So no more Evil Dead, or well, no more slaying the evil guy. Okay. Um, and birthdays this week that I noticed um, on... The 25th, which is Wednesday, I think, from memory. We had Marconi, the man behind the radio, Al Pacino, and Uderzo. Uderzo. Sorry there, folks. I'm just having trouble with names tonight. Um, Yeah. And Samuel Morse. Let's not forget him. And then, well, his birthday was on Friday. Ah. Jump in the gun. So, Who's hosting uh, this? Yeah. Come on, you freaking android. Melt you down and sell you for scrap metal. <laughs> I'm an android, so I don't know. They're not worth the trouble. So uh, who is Udozo? I haven't heard of him. Or Udozo. Um, have you ever read Asterix and Obelix? Oh, yes. He's the guy behind that. Oh, damn. So, yeah, like I, I um, was sitting there when I was in my nostalgic frame of mind and I thought, Actually, I wonder who's had fancy, but like who, who's important that's had a birthday this day? And so I was looking back and so, yeah, it was like Marconi, you got to put a hand up and say respect to him. And then Al Pacino has done some of the greatest movies of all time, like especially like when you look at yeah. Godfather and so forth. And then Uderzo, like, man, like, can you get more nerdy and geeky than Asterix and Obelix back in the day? <laughs> And then, of course, Samuel Morse. So, yeah, like... Inventor of Morse code. So, yeah, like, without Morse code, we probably wouldn't have many of the other codes that we use today. Yeah. So, um, yeah, interesting thing about that. Marconi is uh, famous for the radio, and Morse is famous for Morse code, which is best used over the radio. Yes. Although it's also used with... I think he's original with um, with the light, not so much the radio signal. Was okay. Adapted. I know uh, up until the invention of radio, it was uh, strictly terrestrial via uh, via telegraph. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, ships and so forth using Morse code used to do it with lights and so forth. So a flashing light and all that sort of stuff, which the Navy still uses today for ship-to-ship communication without radios, etc. Yeah. So, it's uh, one of those amazing, simple, but incredibly useful things. And it's still being used today. Yep. They, uh, I wonder if his want... family is um, interested in getting some compensation for the <laughs> oh, people imagine... using his invention. Like, got... If we had to pay royalties for Morse, imagine paying royalty, royalties for 
the English alphabet, and then get... would we have to split it among the uh, like the Germanics and the well, Europeans and the Morse code is different to the English alphabet. The English alphabet is part of the language. Morse code is actually a code that was developed and commercialized. Yeah, I suppose it would. Uh, so it'd be like yeah, it's, it's the like original Braille. Microsoft. Yep. It's the original Microsoft. Do you, do you guys want to know an interesting fact about the Morse code? It was featured in a very, very popular movie not so long ago, actually. Guess which one? Which one? Avengers Age of Ultron, where there was a scene where, I don't know if you guys have seen it, where Scarlet Witch was trying to communicate to Hawkeye, and she just used plain old Morse code to say she was uh, captured. Um, you know what other movies it's being used in? Titanic. Um, hundreds, man, like or thousands yeah. of them. It's even uh, in games, um, as a yeah, in games as Easter eggs and stuff. Also, another interesting fact for Morse code: um, the British used to use a piece of Morse code to upset the Germans during World War Two, and it was specifically the startup of one of I think it was Bach's Fifth Symphony, where it goes dun 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 dun. <laughs> That's the Morse code for B, which yeah, the, yeah. the BBC used to start off a broadcast and then we'd be dun, 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 the B for victory and they come in. We will fight them on the beaches. So, yeah. Nice. Um, BBC's version of fake news. <laughs> no, nothing fake about it. Oh, but to confuse the, the, Nazi, the Nazi. No, it was just to annoy them. It wasn't to confuse them. It was basically broadcasting, screw you, we'll win. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you need to get a a logic chip reset there, man. Like <laughs> you, you you are going to to comments such as fake news and so forth so often. <laughs> like honestly, have you ever seen the show NCIS? Yes. Yeah, you know the head slap that Gibbs does, the Gibbs slap. <laughs> <laughs> I want you, I want you to reach around behind the back of your head to her. <laughs> probably. And your hands are probably a bit too soft and girly, so you probably need to get a, a big, hard, heavy book with a, with a yeah. solid cover. Or go out and spend or a, a couple brick. of days chopping wood just to get your hands ready to slap yourself. No, 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 no. Get a brick, actually, because then it'll be like, it'll be like yeah. and then it'll be like I'm slapping you. And just hit yourself as hard as you can. Oh. Yeah. That was... You, you that just was... got a gib slap on, on, in the middle of a show. <laughs> I've got a uh, I've got a, a Morse code message for everyone. Which one is it? Please yep. get me away from the DJ. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I might have got that backwards. I hope I didn't. No, no, no. Um, dot 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 dash 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 dot 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 SOS. Ah, good. Um, yeah. You're you're a Boy Scout, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I um did something similar to that, so I I learned that at I think it was about six years of age. And we had to do it with torches. Oh, yeah. So we were on camp and we're having to do it across the distance. And we had to be able to be read. And we had to be able to send messages to each other. We had a book with it all in front of us. And we had to sit there and try and do it. And we had to communicate to each other and coordinate where we're going, what, what was happening. And that was great. Like six-year-olds playing with torches. Yeah, I think it took a long time to get the message out. But moving on... Um, the DJ wanted to talk about Supernova. Oh, yes. Apparently but so. more than just the DJ talking about it, the professor went and stole his thunder. <laughs> he actually went there <laughs> and in costume. Oh, who'd you go as, Professor? Professor? He, Uh-oh. He's run away. We've embarrassed him. I've said him. 
Uh, oh no! Oh no, Professor! Professor! Anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, this I... actually went as Doctor Who. I've seen a picture, and he looks sexy. Oh yes, Tardis of his very good Tardis. That... I don't know if it was his Tardis or not. I haven't asked him about that. Um, but Supernova. Yeah, the guest list was amazing, from what I've gathered. Uh, so let's name a few: Peter Capaldi from Doctor Who, John Borrowman from Torch, Tom Well, Tom Willing from Smallville, uh, Pearl Mackey from Doctor Who. Well, it's not a... just um Smallville. He's also in Lucifer. Let's give current one. Oh Something yeah. That's actually like he he plays the lieutenant in comes in in season three. I'm not sure if he's in season or no, sorry, season two. No, that's the uh, season. Uh, when he comes in as the lieutenant, I think it's season two or season three is when he first appears. And he actually plays Kane. Yeah. Also known as Lieutenant Pierce. Yeah. Uh, um, there else? we got Alan Tudyk. Oh, yeah? The pilot from Firefly. He was in Rogue One as well, but I'm I'm a leaf on the wind, watch me soar. Oh, there's also um someone from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Elizabeth Hendrick. Um, Hen- Henstridge. Yep. Yeah. Ah, uh, she's a honey. Oh, yeah. We've got, uh, who else? Uh, from the world of anime, we had, uh, Aaron Zek from Ruby. Uh, Jen Brown from Ruby. Aaron Zek is famous as Blake from Ruby. And Jen Brown plays Pyrenikos as in Ruby. Uh, uh, We've got a behind-the-scenes meet the cast and crew of Garrison 7. Um, behind-the-scenes cast and crew of Ball, which looks like it's a Razorback remake. I've to look into that. I haven't seen that before. Ah, there he is. Oh, and two other famous guests. John Jarrett from Wolf Creek and Walter Jones from the old Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as the Black Ranger. Well, the list just keeps going on and on and on. Yeah. Um, we got we got to give Professor some, uh, some of the others, such as Terry Brooks. Oh, yes. Kerry Arthur. Corey J. White. Um, just, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Hello. And Marianne Curley was there, the author of Fearless. Are we talking the supernova topic now? Yes, yes we, we are. are. Yeah, sorry, I lost connection for a minute. That's okay. We we, we were telling people you went as Doctor Who. And yes, looking... the fourth Doctor. And you were looking quite sexy. Was that your um, own TARDIS in the picture? Uh, no, it's um, a company called Hire a TARDIS. They, uh, yeah, they have a bunch of TARDISes they rent out for events. I've seen them at, at the Medieval Festival once. Are they working TARDISes? Unfortunately <laughs> not. Uh, I was just thinking we could put the DJ in there. <laughs> I said that money I would have gotten in and got back and stopped the mistake of creating them. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because if we send him somewhere, they, they could actually start an intergalactic or inter-time zone or whatever, or interdimensional war. Yeah, uh, that, um, that would be embarrassing. Uh, so, like, I think that's the reason why we haven't actually seen aliens on this planet is they see all this stuff that's happening and they just go, no, no. <laughs> well, I came up with a, uh, a theory while very tired. The other, what if Jesus was an alien coming to tell us, put down your guns, so that when <laughs> the aliens invade in a thousand years, like, well, then we won't have any weapons to defend ourselves. I bet you that must have been what's written in the Bible at the end of Revelations. This was... <laughs> I don't know. I'm just looking here at, like, yeah, Terry Brooks. I'm just remembering some of the some of the Shannara books that he wrote. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. I've been meaning to watch the show of that on uh, on Netflix. Which yeah, one? Actually, it's not too bad. I've seen... I've uh, actually yeah. watched season one of that. The Shannara Chronicles. Oh, yeah. 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 
But uh, who, who did you meet any of the, any of the celebrities in um, Supernova, Professor? Uh, unfortunately, not really any celebrities by your standards. I met a, a couple of dame, game devs and some authors, though. So, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, not really. Professor? I, uh, I was hoping to get to see Peter Capaldi, but it was uh, out of the budget for this time. Oh, wait, what do you mean? Well, uh, they charge for uh, autographs and, um, and photos of people, but also... Peter Capaldi and Pearl Mackey from the uh, the last season of Doctor Who were holding a uh, a talk, but that was a special entry thing with a, a higher cost. Okay. What else did you What else did you see over at Supernova? Uh some some really cool costumes and some really lazy ones. There were like people wearing full Dalek costumes rolling around with the uh, the voice oh, of a uh, a cardboard box over his chest that said Gundam. <laughs> One of these days, we gotta have to do the the best and the worst of Supernova cosplays. One of these days. Next year, we should Maybe see we can get press passes as uh, cosplay judges. Yes. <laughs> I'm just thinking, we, if we, we should have sent um, the DJ along to interview Michael J. White. Oh, oh, that, that would would've... have that would have been a spectacular fight. Hey, White done. Hmm? I I can't remember who that is off the top of my head. What's he done? He's the um, guy that did uh, spawn. He spawned the movie. He was spawned. Uh, yeah, he was spawned, and he he's a um, MMA fighter. Oh no, uh, karate, uh, karate fighter. MMA, not just yeah. karate. He does mixed martial arts. There's um, a number of movies. I can send you a list of him. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched watched quite a few of his movies. He's yeah. Uh, but st- super. So uh, Gold Nova. How, how do you so? Gold, Gold Nova. What's Gold Nova? Nova? This is uh, well, super well, supernova at the Gold Coast. So, uh, people um, call it Gold Nova. Does anyone other than you call it Gold Nova, or are you just trying to start a trend? No, I'm not starting a trend. People, I've never heard cosplay. it called that before. Cosplayers call it Gold. A lot of people. I've never heard it called Gold Nova before. Have you heard yeah. it called Gold Nova, Professor? I can't say I have, but I will admit I I haven't really been much into the convention scene. Hmm. But still, it was. Uh, did you see? Did you go? Um, did you see any like sneak peeks or anything like that when you were at um, Supernova? Um, is the Jurassic Park trailer widely released yet? Um, there's been a couple of bits and pieces come out about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the. Uh, well, I saw the new trailer for that, which uh, quite hilariously, as it finished, a guy in one of those T-Rex suits ran past with his head flopping around. Here. Da na 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 na. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, one of the things you got to love about those conventions. There's always yep. the element. So I was surprised by the number of guys in drag. Mm. Uh-huh. DJ, you could have been <laughs> in <hunk. laughs> Okay, here's a question for you, um, Professor. How many Deadpool costumes? Uh, one, I think. Oh, one? <laughs> yeah, yeah I was paying more attention to all of the uh, Doctor Who variations. Uh, I saw a really good one of the uh, the Twelfth Doctor and Missy, but both were gender flipped. Uh. Because I do remember every every convention, there'll be like an army of Deadpool cosplayers, and it okay. is. I must miss them. Yeah, then there's also the Spider-Man army as well. Yeah, there were tons of Spider-Man and a couple of Venoms. Ah, oh, nice, nice. But yeah, this any anything anything else to report from Supernova? Um, no, not not particularly. I uh, I don't think I really saw anything big and exciting. I was more interested in the uh, the talks. There was, uh, I went to one about sci-fi predicting the future, which got very doom and gloom very quickly. <laughs> uh, started off like, do you think uh, inventions can be predicted by sci-fi? And then I got into, uh, 
like the world ending because of global warming and all that. Oh man. Yep. And then um I went to a couple of others, uh YouTube content creation, uh spaceship design, which um the guy who did that was a pretty funny guy. He is um he is the designer for the movie movie Garrison Seven, which okay. isn't out yet. Uh it won't be out for a while, they're still filming it as I understand it. But uh he designs the, the model spaceships that they then 3D model and uh, scan into the computer to do effect shots. Okay. And he was like, I just take random bits of plastic and glue them together. And he showed some videos and photos and stuff. And he's like, yeah, I just take these and glue them together. And then bam, it's a spaceship. Um, it's one of those uh, rest of the owl sort of things. Oh. Okay. And I, I just I... look at it like, where did this come from? How did you get from A to B? <laughs> it must take a lot of thought into making those patients. It must have thought like yeah. days and days. How am I going to design He's actually, uh, been um, doing it 30 years or something oh. since he was a kid. I actually saw an article during the week where they were talking about people who have um, destroyed props that they shouldn't have. And... Oh, like uh, the Hateful Eight broke that antique guitar. Yeah. <laughs> um, $40,000 oh. guitar, whatever it was. Old. <laughs> it was 50 year old as well. And then, um, yeah, Battlestar Galactica and oh. Admiral Adama smashes the um, little model ship replica. No. It was $200,000. No. Online, online from a museum. Oh, oh wow. Like, the, after, after the smashing the guitar, the museum that was involved in that said they're never going to loan it to a movie set ever again oh, they're not was... even going to allow a movie like movie people to be involved with the museum they're, they're banned wow so um, yeah, this, uh, this guy Kurt, Kurt he could have built that two hundred thousand dollar model for 10 bucks in <laughs> in uh bottle caps but Kurt, Kurt Russell apparently cried when he after uh, when he broke the guitar Kurt Russell he's uh from the thing isn't he yeah he's the th- he's the guy yeah. from the thing but, um, and sky high which uh funnily enough the uh the thing involved burning down a uh, like a, a model research station. Well, not model, full sized. And turns out the scene at the beginning where they go to the uh, burnt down Norwegian station mm-hmm. is actually filmed at the end of the movie after they burnt down the American station. Okay, <laughs> that was uh, more intentional though. But yeah, like just yeah, you got to respect the fact that Kurt Russell actually felt remorse about it. But the guy who played. Um, Adama, he, he he was joking about it. Oh, um, Kurt, Kurt Russell had a tear in his eye for destroying a fifty-year-old forty-thousand-dollar guitar. Yeah, and Adama destroys a two hundred thousand-dollar replica. That's like that, like the replica that he destroyed. Like my father's actually made stuff similar to that, and you and you're looking at like six months of work. Yeah, like he's got he's got three of these replica sailing ships, and the hole was actually all done correctly. Like. The actual planks for the hull, individually, oh, wow. individually cut out and nailed on. Like he's he and like match to the uh, two images, so they're the same. Layout. Yeah, no, it's it's all exact. Wow, In, including the rigging. Like he's actually sat down and tied out the rig, tied up all the rigging and put it in place, and he's got the sails there. Um, I wish I had the patience for that. <laughs> well, yeah, like he's he's got the three of them, and yeah, we all sit there just absolutely amazed at the the detail. Even to the point of he's got bits of string in between the planks for the hole for corking. Wow. Oh, I wonder how much would that cost on eBay if you were to sell them? Um, well, More I know. Than you can afford. When, oh, yeah. when, he, when he made them, um, we went 
my brothers and I went down to um, the boat show at Sanctuary Cove, and there was a shop there that had a model sailing ship that was nowhere near as detailed for five thousand dollars, and that was back fifteen to twenty years ago. Nice. So they were selling something that was pretty much garbage in comparison for five thousand dollars. So something like what my father's got, yeah, just the details and everything like that because they're so insanely well done. Like these things, you could literally put them into a tub of like into a pool of water, and they would float. He's even got paddles. Oh, oh man! Wow. And they're not small. Like um, from the bottom of the keel to the t- top of the mast, they're about three foot tall almost. I think it is. So, yeah. like you've you've actually seen one when you come into the front door of my place. Um, yeah, we got one there called the unicorn. So he's made made the unicorn, the endeavor, and the bounty. I have to. I, I will have to look back. I have to. I have to get that again. I, I have to look at it again. I, I want to see it again. Just admire it. Admire it and go. That's uh That's one heck of an accomplishment. I sit oh, there and some... look at it on a regular basis, and I just yeah, I'm amazed. Mm. I just remembered another thing I saw at uh at Supernova, mm-hmm. the movie Occupation. Yeah. It's uh I've seen trailers for it uh online I think, but uh, they had a display there with some props and stuff. It's looking okay. really good, and it's nice to see a uh, an Australian alien movie instead of invading New York or Los Angeles or whatever in Australia. I saw something about that. Now you, you just rem- yeah, you just dragged my memory. That is looking so cool. Is is this going to be like the day before tomorrow type movies? Uh no, this one's more about the. Re- but that's what the day. And, before- uh, you're thinking Independence Day. You're you're not talking the day about after the day- tomorrow is about global warming. You're, oh, no, you're no, not... No, not day after tomorrow. That's the day. The day. Um, day after tomorrow. Um, the day a... after the, the day. The, the day, day after the, after the war began. Still. No, no. Oh. He's talking about the day after the war began or whatever when Australia. Oh, yeah, the, um, tomorrow when the war began. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Uh, yeah, a bit like that, except aliens instead of totally not in the Euro China or. Yeah, but yeah, the, uh, well, I would. Yeah, so people walking around promoting it in uh in alien costume. But um, one little thing before we wrap it up for another week. Yep. Um, they've got the Egyptian exhibition at the Queensland Museum. Cool. Um, go go along and have a bit of a look if you're wanting something interesting to do, and you want to just immerse yourself in something intellectually stimulating. I like uh, our talks. Well, <laughs> some of it, some of it can be. I hope some people are actually listening to us, so we can't be too bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but. As I said, that um, yeah, that's it for another week. We'll have to wrap it up. Um, okay. Thank you once again for listening. It's so long for me. See you next week. See you guys. Oh, that a seductive voice. He's trying to get someone to go on a date with him. <laughs> and all I can think of is the music from Blue Oyster Bar. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.